The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. afternoon my conscious co-creators welcome to another edition of the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity before we get started i have to give a big big shout out to the awaken fair and to all my peeps who i saw there it was wonderful to to be there with everyone this past sunday a big thank you to paula Caracapa, um, and we are going to continue uh, being a media sponsor for Awaken Fair, and uh, you will see us up there for their uh, next Awaken Fair that'll be in Tarrytown in November, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Um, but it was a great time, um, you know, so lots of old friends, new friends, uh, a really great fair. So I highly recommend uh, you check it out. I don't know if they've put up the next one just yet, but awakenfair.com. It's a great, uh, you know, little little source, but um, it really has a wonderful feel, a great energy to it. Um, a lot of wonderful speakers, uh, healers, readers, um, vendors. Um, really has a very nice feel to it. So thank you, Paula and the Awaken Fair. And I think we may have another one coming up soon. So um, today you guys are in luck. It's just me and you. No guests today. Uh, so uh, we're going to be talking about some stuff soon. But I'm going to first talk about our quotes of the day. I didn't do the quotes of the day last week because I had both Paula and one of the speakers from the... Uh, uh, fair as well as uh, my guest in studio Sahara White Wolf. It was a wonderful, wonderful interview with Sahara. If you guys missed it, please go back into the archives and check it out. Um, and uh, yeah, and also don't forget we if you want to catch the older stuff, we're on SoundCloud, SoundCloud slash Conscious Consultants. You can uh, search for us on iTunes. We're on iTunes. We're on iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. So there's no excuse. You got to catch all those shows. Great. 
All right, let's get started with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what they have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Customized abundance advisory and relatively, relativity alert for you. Shh. Soon for you, $100 bills in forgotten blue jean pockets will be as plentiful as singles are in your wallet today. Earning an extra 5000 for lending a hand will only be as challenging as earning 500 today. And then, before you even ask, who let the bucks out? You'll have as many millions in the bank as there are meters in a mile, popes in the Vatican, and stairs to stairways to heaven. Yet still, you'll be loved most for being a great friend. That's just how you roll the universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. I guess uh, encouraging us on all of those who are seeking more abundance in our lives, letting us know that as long as we keep doing our abundance practices, visualizing, being in service, keeping in mind that as long as we help others to get their dreams to come true, we will not have to worry about our own, that it's all building up energetically and one day soon before we even know it, yes, $100 bills in, in our blue jeans will be as plentiful as dollar bills are now. Uh, and I know sometimes it's hard when we're in challenging situations, when money doesn't quite seem as plentiful as it once was or as we would like it to be. It can be difficult to be um, still optimistic and positive that more abundance is, is coming our way. But it is. It actually is. And if you're listening to this broadcast, if you listen to my show on a regular basis, you know you have a lot of those tools. Um, go back and listen to The Creation Frequency with Mike Murphy. That was a great show about how to manifest our intentions and, and be more present to, to what it is that we're creating in our lives. So, uh, I, I like this quote from the universe. I, I always like, you know, when, when the universe sort of encourages us on it. And, and it always is. There's this wonderful book called Pronoia that really talks about how the universe is not out to get us. The universe is here to wildly support us in our most vivid dreams. Um, and, and that, uh, you know, it really is a shift of mentality, a shift of spirit, a shift of energy to truly believe and to truly live as if the universe is here supporting us day in and day out. And it absolutely is. If you've got enough food to eat, enough water to drink, if you have your health, and even if you don't, even people living with those challenges, they can feel so amazingly grateful for life. You know, we don't have to have any one thing in our pocket to be happy. It is an internal choice that we make each and every day. And the more we make that choice to be happy, the more the universe will respond in kind. So, a very nice quote from Mike Dooley in the universe. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. 
Relative to our children or any children with whom we would interact, our one dominant intention would be to give them a conscious understanding of how powerful and important and valuable and perfect they are. And I say for anybody who's not a child either, too. Every word that would come out of our mouths would be a word that would be offered with the desire to help this individual know that they are powerful. It would be a word of empowerment. We would set the tone for upliftment and understanding that everything will gravitate to that tone if we would maintain it consistently. Abraham. Now, this is a really great quote from Abraham, and again, sort of addressed initially towards children, but um, I, I believe it, and I attempt to live this way every day, about always trying to, or always being in the process of giving the message to people that we are powerful, and that we are important, and that we are perfect, just the way we are. We are not broken, we do not need to be fixed, and that everything in our life has been here to serve us. And we do not need to beat ourselves up, we do not need to criticize ourselves, we do not need to compare ourselves to other people and feel less than other people. Indeed, knowing that we are powerful beyond measure is knowing that we are truly an energetic and spiritual being at our core. We are a spiritual being having a physical experience, not a physical being having a spiritual experience. We are energy first and foremost. And our, it is our choice. It is in our choices that we decide the quality of our life. And we make those choices each and every moment of the day. And we can choose. And it is up to us. Nobody can, can force us to make this choice. But it is really up to us to choose to either focus on the things in our lives that make us feel great, that uplift us, that make us feel more powerful, that teach us that we do have the ability to do amazing things, or we can choose not to focus on those things. We can choose to feel lousy. We can choose to feel sad and upset and feel the loss of life. Um, we really can. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, and this is the other thing I really want people to get is, you know, sometimes we kind of feel, well, you know, I, I feel kind of bad yesterday because I chose to focus on my lack and I chose to focus on the fact that I wasn't with the person I love or I didn't have this in my life or I didn't have that in my life. And that's fine. We're human beings. We don't always have to choose to focus on the great, wonderful and uplifting things in our lives. Why you would want not to is, you know, a little bit confusing to me sometimes, but it, we do have that choice. And there's nothing wrong with making the choice either way. You know, sometimes 
we're just not feeling right. And we choose to kind of sit with this unpleasant or uncomfortable feeling to see, hey, what's going on here? And that's beautiful. We do not have to choose to, to live into somebody else's expectation of us. We do not have to choose to always have a certain, you know, energy about us. We can choose to be organic. We can choose to, to express how we're feeling in the moment, good, bad, indifferent, or otherwise. Now, one thing I, I usually try and point out to people is that there is power in this choice and that even if we choose to feel lonely, sad, or disempowered, that's still a powerful choice and that we are exercising our power. You see, that's the thing that, that people don't really get. Even if we choose to play the victim, we're still choosing from a powerful place. We're still exercising our power. So it does not matter. I mean, it does in a way, but it doesn't really matter what we're choosing in the moment. It's up to us to decide. But we don't have to feel bad about it. We don't have to beat ourselves up because, oh, I wasn't perfect yesterday. The thing is, either we're perfect all the time, every second, with every choice, with every decision we make, or we're always imperfect. And there's beauty in that imperfection. So, yes, uh, I mean, regardless of whether it's for children or adults, I really attempt in, in all my interactions with people to show them how they are empowered, to show them how they are either creating uh, their life with their choices, how they are creating their life with their energy, and, and how they are being powerful even when it doesn't feel like it. And that's a beautiful thing. And sure, do we feel like it in the moment when we're not feeling so hot? Probably not. It takes time. It takes practice, right? It is a practice that we do cultivate and develop over time. Feeling abundant, you know, going back to the first quote, feeling abundant is a practice. It's not something that you, oh, I feel abundant today. I got it made. No. Sometimes we feel abundant and sometimes we feel the scarcity. You know, there are so many people and there's so much in society that breathe scarcity. We are all susceptible to us to it to it sometime. But knowing that that's a choice, knowing that in the moment, OK, I'm not feeling very abundant right now. All right. What can I do? Very good question to ask. What can I do to feel more abundant even in the moment? Well, a big shout out to all my peeps on the Facebook Live. Kathy, 
Nahalo. I'm not going to try and pronounce your first name. Uh, Francis, Julian, Lay. Oh, thank you for tuning in, Lay. Cole, wonderful to see you. Jonathan, uh, Nancy. Oh, Nancy, sweetheart, I miss you. It's been way too long. Chuck, thank you. And yes, Cole, empowered sadness is powerful. Know it's a choice. Sit in it, then let it go. I agree with you, Cole, 100%. Hope you and Tar are having a great time out in Utah. I saw you at Bryce recently. Ah, beautiful. All right. So, time for us to take our break. When we come back, it's just me for the hour. Me and you, all of you. So, definitely, uh, if you have questions, comments, plug them into the Facebook Live. I will uh, read them. And if you want to join the conversation, you can also call in 877-480-4120. And we're going to be talking about this hour, my shamanic path. How did I get on it? What's happened? And why I am completely different today than I was before I started it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern Time to 1 p.m. Oh, thank you for all the hearts and the thumbs up on the Facebook Live. I really appreciate you all. Uh, Richard, Hannah, Pat. Oh, thank you for joining, Pat. Elizabeth, fellow talk show, talk radio.nyc host. Thank you for joining us. So today it's just me and you, no guest in studio. It's all about us together. So I'm sharing today about my shamanic path. And, and it's really kind of interesting. I don't know. I, I mean, I've talked about it uh, on Courtney's show with her show, uh, 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 Finding the Force. Uh, I've talked about it kind of individually and I've done little snippets, but I don't know I've really given like the whole thing, at least up to this point, because it's constantly evolving and it's always um, working in magical ways. Um, but it was really kind of funny because 
I, I mean, I've told the story in the past about how I got put back on my spiritual path a number of years ago. And, you know, I, I started hearing about shamanism and ayahuasca and like all this stuff probably about mm, seven, eight years ago, I would guess. Um, uh, but I had a, a spiritual teacher at the time who was very down on quote unquote shamans uh, and his view and and it kind of made sense because he came from Haiti. Um, but his view was that shamanism was only about getting your power. It wasn't about spiritual development. It wasn't about helping people. It wasn't about this and that. It was all about just, you know, being more powerful. And, you know, that's really a very tainted view and again he came from Haiti where he was witness to voodoo and magic and people using uh, sort of their spiritual gifts not always in service of others and, and, and even if it was in service of others there were different um, priests and priestesses who were battling with each other so it, it wasn't really viewed upon he didn't really see it in a way that was very uplifting and so he kind of influenced me for a while while I was studying underneath him. So even though I knew people, people invited me to, to shamanic ceremonies, I kind of kept my distance. And then, you know, when his own shadow kind of came out and, and uh, we sort of parted ways and I started going off on my own, it was probably a good couple of years. Um, yeah, about two years while I was, you know, checking out other things and kind of I would join one group for a while and then left that group and I was kind of on my own and really finding my way and then a good friend of mine the same friend who introduced me to Giorgio who was the founder of uh, Talking Alternative Broadcasting and, and you know whose wellness center you know whose acupuncture practice I took over and how we created Double Diamond Wellness and and, and, and really, uh, really very responsible for where I'm at today. This same friend, one Friday afternoon, sends me a text. Uh, open heart sacrament community, open house tonight. Why don't you come, you know, meet my friend? And it just so happened that this Friday, my, my wife had left the day before, or two days before, to go to a psychotherapy conference in China. I was supposed to get together with a friend that weekend who stopped responding to my texts and my email, so disappeared on me. I didn't have anything to do, and I'm looking at the text, and this person's apartment is four blo uh, seven blocks from my apartment. And I'm like, seven blocks away? I don't have anything to do anyway, but why not? You know, so I go, and uh, I go to this person's apartment, and... Of course, Alex being Alex wasn't there. He was late. And there were all these people there. And, and I think there was maybe one person. I don't think there was really... There was nobody there that I really knew. And, and considering like this was, I guess, some kind of spiritual gathering here in Manhattan, um, it, it's kind of weird that there's nobody in this group that I knew. Because I network a lot. I've been to a lot of groups. I was at the Meta Center a lot. I mean, you know, I've been around. Nobody there I knew that was kind of different. And so people are talking about this and that, and nobody's really talking about the work or what's it about. And then I meet the guy who's the facilitator for the work, and I got kind of a good feeling off him. You know, he felt different from other people I knew. And, you know, I thought, hmm, this guy's interesting. You know, nice Jewish guy from Israel. 
And like an hour and a half later, Alex finally shows up. And I'm like, Alex, okay, I I don't know what's going on. Nobody's talking about it. What gives? What is this all about? And he starts telling me that it's this shamanic work using plant medicine and this and that. And he, and he says, you know, it's kind of like ayahuasca, but it's gentler and nicer. And I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, people have been trying to get me to come to Ayas uh, ceremonies for the last two to three years. I'm sorry, but, you know, take drinking some disgusting tasting tea and throwing up all night long is not my idea of a good time. It's not my idea of a spiritual practice. And he goes, no, 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 no. You, you know, you're not going to do that. It's much different. It's going to be better. And, and, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. But, you know, thanks, but no thanks. You know, I mean, it just really wasn't on my radar at the time. And, and again, I'm still kind of in the influence of, of other spiritual teachers who were like, no, you shouldn't do that stuff. It's bad for you. It's not going to. And, and so I, I, I end up leaving and I'm walking those seven blocks. I mean, literally seven blocks back home. And on the way, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't have anything to do this weekend anyway. And other than Alex, I don't really know anybody in this community. So you know what? I can go to the ceremony. I can go once. You know, what's a big... It's not going to kill me. It's not going to damage me for the rest of my life if I go once to a ceremony. And if I don't like it, I never have to go back. I never have to see any of these people again except Alex. You know, uh, uh, what's the big deal? You know, it's like if it was any other weekend in the entire year, I probably wouldn't even have the space to say yes, because either I would have had an event scheduled to go to or I would have had something planned with my wife. You know, there would have been something. But she was away. My plans fell through. It was like it was divinely orchestrated for me to show up. So I was like, you know what? Let me go. So I call up Alex the next morning. I say, you know what, Alex? Okay, I'll go with you to the ceremony out in Brooklyn. I'll see what it's like. He's like, oh, great, wonderful. He was all excited. I'll pick you up. I'm going to drive out there. You know, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be cool. Okay. So I prepare that day for the ceremony. I didn't even really know that much what to prepare for other than not to eat too much. He picks me up. We drive out to this house in Brooklyn. And there's this wonderful woman with curly blonde hair who who welcomes me to the community, gives me this big hug. I give her a big hug back. And this wonderful woman by the name of Joan, and she just giggles and laughs with this beautiful, free laugh and says, oh, you're going to fit right in with this community. I have no idea what she's talking about. And I participate in the ceremony. And it was interesting. It was like, at first, I'm not feeling anything. And then the medicine starts to come on. And I start feeling things. I start feeling the energy of it with all these other people. I don't even remember how many people there. It was probably, I would guess, somewhere between 15 and 25 people. I don't remember exactly. And and I, I, I was like, you know, things were coming up. Like, emotional stuff was coming up that I had like thought I had dealt with but obviously I was still holding on to it and, and and it was you know some part of the evening was a little bit rough Alex worked with me a little bit to release it but it, it was the only way like by the end of the night the only way I could think of to describe what had happened I because I felt so light and so free by the end of the ceremony it was like there was this thousand pound weight 
I'd been carrying around on my shoulders that I didn't even know was there anymore. And I finally dropped it. And I just felt so light and so free. And I was like, whoa, what was that? And it was such a unique experience. It was something that I really had never experienced before in my life. And then, you know, they were like, oh, well, we're, we're doing another ceremony here next month. Why don't you come? And I, I go home and I'm a little bit tired. I didn't sleep that much. My wife comes home Sunday night from her ther- psychotherapy conference. She immediately starts responding to me differently than she had before. Now, keep in mind, she was in China. I didn't have a chance to tell her anything. She immediately starts responding to me differently because my energy was different. And so I thought, you know what? This was a shift. And I've done a lot of, I've been to a lot of spiritual seminars, weekends, trainings, healings. This was a bigger shift than I had felt with any of these. So my next step on this path was getting my wife to come. And I'm going to tell you all about that after these messages. So, do you have a story about your own spiritual path? About how you got on, on your shamanic path? Share it in the comments of the video. If you're enjoying this show, please share the video as well. If you'd like to call in and be a part of the show, the call-in number, of course, is 877 480 4120 will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. And 
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Today we're talking all about how I got put on my shamanic path. Um, a quick shout out to some more peeps on the Facebook Live. Denise, fellow talkradio.nyc host. JJ, Lay, yes. <laughs> Courtney, also another fellow host, and her show comes up at 2 p.m. today. So I hope you'll stay tuned for that. And Hannah, oh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy hearing this story. And Hannah, who's on the Facebook Live, was actually there at my very first ceremony that little over four years ago. I remember that. So I come back. I feel different. I feel changed. Now, because this involves plant medicine, I know my wife is going to have some resistance to this because she's, she's Chinese. She's not just Chinese. She's Chinese from communist China. Um, so I start telling her about it and what happened and how I feel different. And I could tell she's kind of interested in coming, but, you know, not quite so sure. And there's some resistance there. But I, I keep, you know, gently kind of talking to her about it over the next couple of weeks. And finally, she said, OK, ask the guy who's running it if he'll give us a break for coming as a couple. And if he, if he give us a break, I'll go. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, I could tell she's like giving me a challenge. So I talked to the guy who's running it. I said, hey. Uh, if I come and bring my wife next time, can we get a, a bit of a break for coming as a couple? And he's like, sure. What do you want? Uh, how much of a break do you want? And I say, uh, how much if I pay this much for the two of us? And he's like, sure, no problem. I was like, great. So that night, she, you get, when we get home from him, I say, oh, I heard back from him. He said, sure, you give us the break. And I could just tell from her face. It was like, darn. You know, it's like, like, like she, she, uh, not, not that she constant consciously was looking for an excuse not to come, but, you know, I could kind of tell energetically, unconsciously, you know, she was trying to put up these barriers, these walls to keep her from coming. So two weeks to go to the ceremony. Every day I start hearing little things. I'm not sure if I can stay overnight. You know, I don't sleep well when I stay overnight at other people's places. Gee, you know, I, I have a lot of work to do. I'm, I'm really not sure about this. Oh, and just day after day and like more resistance, resistance, resistance. I'm like, you know, to the point where it sounded like she was saying she wasn't going to go. And I'm like, but, you know, I already told the guy we were coming. Come on. And she's like, no, I'm not saying I'm not coming. But, you know, uh, I don't know. I have all this work and I have to see a client on Sunday and this and that. Literally up until the day we are going out to Brooklyn, I'm getting resistance, resistance, resistance to the point where she's like, I'm really not sure. Like, look, I, I really look, you can stay. I'm going to take the train home in the middle of the night. And I just like all of a sudden, this little voice in the back of my head. I'm sure you guys have had this experience where the just this little voice says something and, you know, you just got to follow it. And it just said it said, just say yes. Whatever she says, just say yes. Just get her there and don't worry about the rest. So I turned to her and I said, honey, if you want to take the subway back in the middle of the night, we'll take the subway back in the middle of the night. Whatever you say, no problem. And she's like, okay. So she comes. She's nervous. The ceremony begins. She ends up kind of being in like one little spot all night long she has a huge 
huge experience. He's crying and going through stuff all night long. The next day, she, she, she's just completely changed. And then afterwards, you know, we stayed overnight. She, in the middle of the night, too. It was so funny. In the middle of the night, she, like, has somebody call me over. I come over because I was letting, giving her her space, letting her have her process while I'm having my process. Like, so she calls me over, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so pig-headed. I'm so stubborn. I can't believe I said we had to come back in the middle of the night. Of course, we, don't, we can't go home in the middle of the night. We'll stay. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was the cutest thing. Right? Because sometimes, you know, when there's this big uh, change about to happen, there's a lot of resistance comes up because the ego doesn't like change. The amygdala in the back of our head, our reptilian brain doesn't like change. So a resistance comes up and it shows up in all kinds of forms in all ways. But then after that, after that night, and we were talking about it, and she really saw the value in it. And then she supported me going to ceremony. She came to ceremony. And this was a huge difference. Because I had been, since we'd been married, I had been dragging her to, to healing seminars, different healers, different spiritual groups. And she was always critical and judgmental of the people, of the group, everything. I mean, in, in probably eight years that I had been taking her to things, this was the first type of spiritual work she actually saw value in. And she's a therapist. And she, like, helps people get better professionally. So to me, her believing in this work, that was all I needed. Because she is so critical of things. She is so careful of stuff. She is so, like, has such high standards nothing would meet her standards if she said this is good work like this is like this really help people I, I don't need to hear it from anybody else that was proof enough for me and so I dove in deep because for me it was like coming home I mean look I, back in high school, I, I did psychedelics. I did all kinds of drugs. I, I smoked pot a lot. I mean, I probably smoked pot through my entire junior and senior year of high school, like every day. I, I did LSD, I think it was 13 times over 12 months. Um, I did mescaline. I did peyote. I, I never did the, the, the hard stuff. Like, I never did the more addictive kinds of things that other kids do doing, like cocaine, heroin, amphetamines, that kind of stuff, quaaludes. Um, I, 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 that stuff, I don't know. There was just no appeal for me. But the psychedelics, I don't know. There was something about it. Then years later, I learned, you know, how, like, psychedelics... They actually are very, very healing for our consciousness. Now, the thing is, I was doing them recreationally. Um, I was doing them recreationally, not sacredly. So I did not necessarily get as much out of it 
as I did when I started doing this work. And I've been reading now Michael Pollan's new book, Change the Way You Think. That's all about the history of psychedelics and everything else and, and how it was so mainstream, actually, before the 60s. It was Magic Mushrooms got its name by this guy from J.P. Morgan going down to Mexico trying this stuff. And he was on the cover of Life magazine in like 1955. All right. Psychiatrists were using uh, psilocybin and LSD all through the late 50s and early 60s as a treatment for alcoholism and depression, and anxiety. I, I, I mean, before this stuff got a bad rap in the 60s, they were doing serious work with it. And it was considered like a wonder drug. But anyway, getting back to my path. So I start coming to ceremony. I'm coming to ceremony just about every month, sometimes a couple of times a month. And within like six months, I'm like, you know what? I, I kind of, in my healing work and my coaching work, I'm kind of a guide. I'm kind of like a shaman in my own way. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a shaman, but I was like, I got to learn how to do this. I, I got to start studying and learning this. And I started bringing people into the community. And, you know, people would ask me, well, what, what's, you know, what's the difference between this and like other stuff? And I don't really know how I came up with this, but it just kind of naturally flowed out of my mouth one day. All the other spiritual stuff I had done, personal development work, going to Tony Robbins, walking on fire, breaking an arrow with my neck, you know, breaking wooden boards with my hands, uh, walking on broken glass. I said it always felt like it was such a, a huge external effort to try and affect even a small kind of internal change. And with this work, it was kind of like there was this big internal change, this energetic expansion, and then the real work was integrating that into my day-to-day -day life. So it was very much a different way to work, of working from the inside out, um, but working from the inside out with the help of these allies and teachers, these plant medicines, these indigenous technology that's been around thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And so when I started to describe it that way to people, like people really like, oh, like that makes a lot of sense. And and. And, and, you know, and yeah, sometimes I'd invite people and there'd be a lot of resistance. I had this one friend, my dear friend, Blaine, who every time I'd invite him, he'd say, yeah, I'm coming and then not show up. Oh, I got sick. I can't make it. Oh, I got sick. I can't make it. And then one day he finally made it. And, and he was like, Sam, I got to tell you the funniest story. Every time I said I was going to come that day, I would get sick to my stomach and I'd end up in the bathroom puking to the porcelain god. And he's and this happened like three, four, five times. And he goes, you know, even today I said I was going to come. It happened again this morning. I woke up five o'clock in the morning. I woke up from a deep sleep, ran to the bathroom. And he goes, as I'm as I'm as I'm puking into the toilet, he goes, I start laughing to myself. And he says, you know what? If, if every time I say I'm going to come, this is what happens to me. There must be something huge waiting for me on the other side of this ceremony. He said, I decided then and there that I would do whatever it took to get to the ceremony. He comes. He has a huge experience. He's way deep into this. He's, he's also training to be a facilitator. 
Uh, Ron on the Facebook Live says, my shamanic path started in the 60s. I read uh, the Yaki Way of Life by Carlos Castaneda in 76 and stopped all my mind-altering substances. Since 76, I've been beyond all substance through my path with the, I don't know, there's more to it. Um, but, but I think, Ron, if you're asking to get together for coffee or tea sometime, yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll write down your number and do it. <laughs> yes, and uh, Hannah, Hannah says, I can hear Blaine's voice when you said that. Yes, that was Blaine. Um, and, so, uh, and, and so, you know, there was a lot of steps along the way to the path. And then, you know, that, that facilitator I was working with, he ended up leaving and, and leaving the work. And then I started working with a new facilitator who was extremely different, very opposite the other person. And I'm learning so much from both of them and, and learning, though, that like everybody is different, that when you become a facilitator of shamanic work, you know, it, it's not like you have to be one way. It's not like this mold that you follow step by step that everybody has their own energy, their own way of facilitating people. Um, and, and, you know, it's bringing ourselves to this work and it's being more of ourselves and being more authentic. And so it's, it's time for us to take our last break of the show. And when we come back, I'm just going to talk about how I see myself as being different from before doing this work till now and also about some of the latest things that have shown up um, that have sort of adjusted my path a little bit in terms of, of learning about the roots of the shamanic path and where things kind of are right now for me which could be very different. Who knows? Six months, a year from now could be tremendously different. So don't go away. Stay with us uh, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. today, talking all about how I got on my shamanic path and what it's done for me. And there's been actually a lot of uh, communication back and forth. Alexis, uh, thank you, agreeing with authenticity. Uh, Alexis, somebody who is uh, an a associate of Courtney. Um, which kind of brings me to kind of where things are now, because back last summer at this event in upstate New York uh, through Kai Cole, who, who also does a show on the network, her show is at 3 p.m. today, uh, I meet this woman uh, uh, who shows up at this event uh, in a station wagon, I think it was a station wagon or an SUV with a couple of kids who was on her way out to New Mexico. And, 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 and Kai says, oh, Sam, you probably want to talk to Courtney. Courtney, Sam uh, is also uh, in training to be a shaman. And she's like, whoop, like right up there. Oh, let's talk. And she's totally into the medicine work and facilitates a combo at the time, which is a frog venom. Uh... Uh, and and we start talking, and then you know she goes out to New Mexico for for a few weeks, um, and and we didn't really connect. And then like by the end of the year, uh, through Kai, we start arranging her to do some ceremonies at Double Diamond Wellness. And so we started initially with the combo ceremonies and people would come in and it was the first kind of medicine ceremony we actually did at the center because the center wasn't really set up for doing overnight ceremonies, which most of these are overnight. And combo is one of the few ceremonies that that's not an overnight ceremony. So we're able to, to do these ceremonies during the evening time. And I started working with Courtney um, and every month, you know, she'd come in and do ceremony. Uh, 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 for the evening and once a month we'd work together and I tried the combo medicine very powerful stuff this is like real warrior medicine I mean I'd, I thought I'd done tough stuff before but combo was pretty tough um, and we really started developing a relationship and and learning about each other now she's trained in the the North American uh Way in the north in the North American Native tradition, she's like half Pueblo Indian. She studied with a Pueblo medicine man, and she really is, you know, trained in in, in New Mexico with many of the elders there, doing uh, a drum and sweat and 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 combo and other stuff. And now we're doing Aya ceremonies together, and we we formed actually the a local I don't know chapter or clan of this Native American church, the Church of the Spiritual Path, um, so that now we, we do things under the, the, the Gaius or under the, the, the supervision of the, the, this Native American church. And so we've really started to work together. And, and my tradition, where what I've been studying up until now, has been more of a South American tradition. And that's a lot of the shamans you see coming around doing plant medicine ceremonies. Most of them are South American. But there's this very deep North American tradition as well. And I actually had on my show uh, earlier this year Charles Langley, who wrote the book Spirit Land, um, all about studying with a, a Navajo medicine man in um, in uh, Arizona, and and so a lot of the, this North American stuff, and, and and keep in mind, like back when I first got put on my spiritual path, you know, thirty years ago almost, um, it, it, 
I actually had even been hypnotically regressed to remember some past lives, and I had remembered a past life when I was a North American Native Indian. And so I always had, from that time forward, always had kind of an affinity uh, for for the the indigenous peoples of North America, um, but never really studied it. And and now, working with Courtney, I've learned to appreciate the the medicine wheel, the the Native American medicine wheel from North North American peoples. And I'm actually have an opportunity. She invited me to come out to New Mexico to meet her elders. So I'm actually taking a couple of days off. Uh, don't, don't worry, I'm arranging it around my show. I'll still be doing my show this month. But but in a week and a half, I'm flying out to New Mexico to meet her elders, to meet these people who have been a part of um, uh, a, a part of the, this, this traditions. So and this is a real change for me because. Um, other than the one, um, other than the one uh, sort of shaman who started sort of this work, uh, 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 I really haven't studied too much with with people more like more modern stuff. So this is a great opportunity for me. And we have a caller on the line. We have Eric joining us. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Great, great. What would you like to ask or share with us? Uh, I am trying to come there to do an interview soon. Oh, you want to do an interview? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have my engineer pick the line back up, put him on hold, and 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 uh, he'll get your number. All right. Uh, so uh, it happens all the time. We get people call in for things, uh, uh, not necessarily for the show. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so again, the number to call in is 877-480-4120. Um, but, um, number. um, but, uh, anyway, so what I'd like to close off, I got a few minutes left in the show, um, is kind of how I see, and, and this is purely subjective, my, my own personal viewpoint of how I see myself different from before I started doing this work. Because there are a lot of, quote-unquote, spiritual people out there who don't believe in doing plant medicine work, don't believe in shamanistic work. And I just want to kind of relate some self-reflection of how I see myself differently and how people have responded to me differently and how, uh, you know, people who I've worked with in the past have, uh, you know, commented about how I seem different. So the first thing, obviously, definitely... I'm much more confident than I was before I started doing this work. I know myself much, much better. I am much more aware of my own faults, my own character traits, um, my good, my bad, my ugly. Some people call it the shadow. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of not so great on this idea of the quote-unquote shadow uh, I just kind of feel that it's all just parts of ourselves. And, and uh, I, I just don't like shadow because it kind of tends to take those aspects of ourselves and, and kind of judges them a little bit. I, um, uh, I, I, I don't believe in that because in some way those aspects of ourselves served us in some way. Energetically, I'm much lighter, yet at the same time much stronger. I'm not carrying around with me as much anger 
which I didn't even realize I was carrying it around with me. But energetically, much, much lighter. Um, and I'm more at ease in my own skin. I'm just more comfortable being me. And that is a huge, huge difference for me. And that's something that I really didn't get from all the other work I did. Now, now this all builds upon the work I did before. So, I mean, yeah, if I hadn't done the Tony Robbins, if I hadn't done the personal development work, if I hadn't done the spiritual work before, things would be different. But somehow with all that work, there's sort of like there was this underlying assumption that there's something wrong with us and we need to fix it. I was constantly in the fix Sam mode. What do I have to do to fix myself? What do I have to do to fix myself? And now I've come to the point where I realize I don't have to fix myself. There is nothing wrong with me. I am perfect the way I am. I am perfectly Sam. That does not mean there are not ways for me to grow. That does not mean that there is not, you know, more for me to learn about myself and about life. It only means I am not broken. I do not need to be fixed. And, and, uh, and that I am whole being imperfect and that yes I will do better I will attempt to do better and I will continue to uh, grow and learn and do my personal work and this is one of the biggest lessons I have gotten from doing this shamanic work is that doing our own personal work is something that is never ending is something that will continue for the rest of my life. And I've seen many spiritual teachers. I've met many quote-unquote spiritual teachers who had great information, who seemed to have amazing talents, could heal people, but they weren't really doing their own deep personal work. Did they do practices? Sure. Did they, did they do lots of other things? Sure. But there were things that are so obvious to me now that weren't then. And I've had spiritual teachers come to me and work with me to do this work. I mean, this is the thing that's so amazing to me about the shamanic work is I can work with somebody no matter how advanced or how remedial they are. They are excuse me. It's something where I know I have a tool where I can help to raise a person's consciousness help them to know ourselves, know themselves better, help themselves to heal and grow regardless of where they are in life. So there are tons of comments on the Facebook Live. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to read them all. I will read them all afterwards and respond to everybody. Thank you all. Lay, you are so wonderful. You've been such a good friend. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you all. Thank you for interacting. If you like the show, please share the video and know that we do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern time. Coming up next, a brand new show on Talk Radio. It's only been on for a couple of weeks. Poker Divas with Ellen Lichen, a great show about how to use the analogy of poker to your business, your life, your relationships, a great show. 
Stay tuned, listen to that, and I will be talking with you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.